so, are you curious? Codex. I am your ardent enthusiast, Kyle Olson. Let's take this show on the road. Mandy Fabian discusses the fun and adventure that comes along with taking your short film on the festival circuit. We'll talk about the joys of networking and the gut-wrenching terror of a Q&A when there aren't any cues. But first, we'll discuss the downsides of binge culture. Chapter 7. You'll get a chair when you get a feature. All right. So when we left off, you were talking. You would let's say let's jump to the end of the of 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 the short film. So basically, it's done. So yes. Like you've gone through post production. You have it. So you have it, it finishes. It is, it is complete. Titles and everything. So what I was curious about was, what do you do with it once it's in the can, edited, yes. sound, everything? Yes, exactly. Short films are fantastic. <laughs> they are fantastic. Be- I personally like them as an entertainment medium. Mm-hmm. I loved going. Did you seek them out? Uh, no. But when my film got into festivals, oh, I would, you saw a lot of them. I yeah. would go to screening blocks and see a bunch of stuff. And by the way, you know, if somebody sends you a short film, it's way easier to commit to you know eight to twelve minutes of watching somebody's stuff than it is to find the two hour slot, yeah. right? Yeah. So or God help us if they're doing a television series. Like I, I, oh God! Sorry, I, I love you, but I don't have ten hours. There's, to... <laughs> Patrick has been doing Better Call Saul for seven years, and literally, <laughs> I think it was last Saturday. One of our closest friends was like, "So I started watching Better Call Saul," <laughs> <laughs> with no sense of shame or irony or like, yeah. just like, "Nope, I just got started, and it's really good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, well, good. Glad it's, you're enjoying it." It is weird when someone comes in late like that because you're sort of like, oh, it's seven years of my life. You're about to watch it in a weekend. But it's better. I mean, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I'd say it better. Yeah, but it's, it's so weird that people just burn through. <laughs> and like, you know, like the whole Netflix model where they'll just drop a season. Yeah. And it's like a year's of work, and they, they, you know, like Monday, they're like, okay, done. What else you got? Oh, my God. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, that's the yeah. brutal, brutal thing about actually working in entertainment is yeah. I remember when I I really got a taste of this because I shadowed on an episode of Scandal. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was, you know, like it was 10 days, really, really intense days of yeah. were we shooting? I want to say we were shooting for 10 days, nine or 10 wow. days. It wasn't even okay. um it, it wasn't even just like there was prep and then shooting. So I think it was like a, it was a good period of time. And it was such hard, you know, obviously like 12 to 13 to 14 hour days, depending on what it was and night shoots. And like it was insanity and you're exhausted by the end. And then you're like, oh, my God, the episode that I shadowed, like it's going to be on. Like, let's watch yeah. it. <laughs> and, and you watch it and you're like. That's 40 minutes. <laughs> right? You you see yeah. a scene that you're like, oh, I remember this scene. This took us five mm-hmm. hours. I remember how many times we, what? It's over? Like yeah. what they cut, how they, what what things were like such a big deal when you were shooting it. Like how long it took to set up that crane to get that shot and then they didn't use it. Or, yeah. y- you know, I mean, it's just really, it's, it's, so anyway, there's just a crap load of time 
it takes seven years of Patrick's life, and basically they can <laughs> they can do it in a weekend. Not a weekend, yeah. but you know. Yeah, probably not a weekend, but yeah. It would but, take a know, week to watch the accumulation of his work, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's seen the entire catalog at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> But great. Yeah, the 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 I saw a sitcom taping, um, and there was one scene where the it was uh, two broke girls, um, and so the it was when two of the girls. They, they basically it doesn't matter what the plot was, but basically they had to go visit this they office. Were broke. So there was a sort of a yeah, they were broke. Yeah, they were girls, and there were two of them. <laughs> um, they they, went, they had to visit this office and basically get past this really sort of like snooty office guy who was you know sitting between them and the person they needed to talk to on the other side too, and. This this actor, I don't even remember who it was because he was a guest star, uh, was so funny in the entire scene and just killing it. And actually, there was one point where he had to improv a phone call. So like, OK, your boss is calling you. Uh. And they just gave him some basic direction. And they said, OK. And they said to us, to the audience, we need to get a clean thing on this. So don't laugh. Uh. And so this actor had to do it. And, and the audience, all of us up there were just like, because he was so funny. And it's like and doing this, like, no, no, I understand. No, I I don't know where the monkeys went. I, I mean, like, he's just doing all of this stuff, the one side of, of a telephone call, and it was so funny. And then I watched the episode, I'm like, oh, man, I remember that guy was great. They cut the entire scene. <laughs> like, they ne- like, they're like, in the, in the episode, like, I, they never even went oh. to that office. And it was like, oh. oh, wow, that's brutal. Oh, yeah, you bet they did. Kat Denning's agent <laughs> heard about that guy who was funnier than his client. <laughs> like, nobody takes the attention from Kat. Yeah, he was like, uh, nope, you got to... That scene's got to go. Nobody's funnier than my star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, on a, on a on a big show, I mean, like a, an hour-long show, when you have to shoot that long, there, there there can't be that much stuff that they cut, right? I mean, like, I know you're, you're getting coverage, you're getting angles and stuff, too, to, to, for one scene, but, like, there can't be, like, huge, like, like oh, he went all the way out to, you know, the... Well, there can be. The quarry, and that, that whole scene got cut. I mean, there can be if they're running, if an episode's running really long. I think I think AMC's a little more flexible with episode lengths, so yeah. so anything actually can be cut if it's if the episode is over. Um, but was it even cut for that episode? Like what you were thinking, of? like that the scandal when you one? watched it. Yeah, when you watched it, were you sort of like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't use that, or was it more just like, um, wow, it's like that was a three minute scene and it took us two days. Well, you know, the same thing happened with me on on Madam Secretary. That was and and I that was a later version. So I remember in that one that. Yes, that that they cut things, they cut whole scenes that you were like, wow. what? Because they could, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, so it definitely it definitely happens. Um, but that's just the nature the nature of doing anything cinematic is like it just takes forever to set up and shoot. I mean, it takes three hours to shoot a three minute scene. Right. So it's just natural right. that, you know, it's going to that you're going to kill yourself for 20 seconds of people's <laughs> approval. Uh, so anybody out there who wants to do that for a living, come on board. Join us. Hollywood is waiting for you. Seek approval and kill yourself doing it. <laughs> and take up a lot of your life. No, it's great. <laughs> it's fun. Okay, so so you have, uh, obviously you were doing this um under the guise of a, or a studio. I mean, like, they, they had basically paid for it. They had yeah. uh, So when you had it finished, oh. you, you weren't on your own. They, no. They, um, they had had a destination in mind? Like, they, had, they already had, like, a, a circuit sort of planned? So they, once it's done and you have the um, all of your stuff that you might need for, I don't know, like, whatever could happen. Like, there were there are a few distribution markets for short films there are few sure. very few like the most yeah. the biggest thing a short film is 
is probably if you're a filmmaker who's still at the level where you're doing short films, film festivals are your best friend. I mean, it not only could get you representation or get you an agent or get someone to consider you to shadow, right, to uh, possibly be considered to direct something equally the same length. You know, like if it's an amazing short film, it could get you a feature or be a proof of concept for a feature like there, you know, I always did them because I thought they were fun. I love the I love the medium and I always wanted to. It was an easy, quick way. Not easy, but a shorter Easier. version of a feature. Right. It was like two days of shooting as opposed to 20. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you can take one idea yeah. and sort of play it out as opposed to 50 great ideas that you need for a, yeah. a feature. Yeah. So um, but, you know, but festivals really are the best thing for a short film, I think, because you get to go to the festival. You get to hear if it's a comedy, especially. But even if it's a drama, you get to hear people's reactions to your work, which is mm-hmm. huge. I mean, if you think about it right, like the reason being a screenwriter is so frustrating is because mm-hmm. or and it's great, but it's frustrating is because like if I write a novel and I give it to you and you read it, the cycle is complete. I've right. created my art. You have read my art and it has served its purpose. If I write a screenplay and you read that screenplay, well, that's great. But that's not really why I wrote the screenplay. Right. I meant for it to be a movie that you could see and experience. And so short films give you that opportunity to, you know, if you're if you're writing films, if you write a short one and you make it, the cycle is complete. It's now you've now expressed your art to its fullest. It's extremely satisfying to have something that's actually like done and that people don't have to show up at the theater on at eight o'clock on a Friday night to see it or be like, oh, I missed your show. Like, no, you didn't. Let me email you the link. It's <laughs> it's permanent, you know. Yeah. And that's what I really because I started off in theater and I moved yeah. into film kind of just it was guided there. But I really like the fact that, you know, 10 years later. If, you know, somebody's talking about Laura Bush, I can be like, oh, did I ever show you my Laura Bush music video? Here you go. <laughs> and it, it's so, yeah, it's interesting, like stuff like that. So do you remember the first time it was shown? My first short film? Yeah. Like, yes. do you remember like the first screening? Oh, God. I, well, the first, first, first screening was a friends and I family. Guess for, for an audience, not just for, you know, like, like, hey, come on, come over to the house and watch the thing. I had a friends and family screening. That we, Which is great because you need yeah. you need approval, like basically like even this is terrible. Yeah. You're still gonna tell me it's great, and that's what I need right now. Yeah, it was like a and I didn't that film. I don't think I think I showed maybe a couple people the 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 cut before I made the final changes. I mean, I really okay. didn't take anybody's. I just like I put it together and I threw it out there. About twenty five or thirty of my friends, some of the producers' friends. There were some industry people there that I was like, "Oh, what are they doing here?" Like it was like Lisa Kudrow and Dan Bukatinsky and Don Roos were Ooh. in the audience. They're friends of mine now, huh? but at the time I didn't know them, and they were like, "I they were my idols." Um, You're like, uh, "Is there a friend here, guys? <laughs> is there a friend? Is there a, sitting over there?" Well, it was like, "What? Yeah, exactly, a literal <laughs> friend, right?" Yeah, I mean, so it was kind well, of. Well, it was a friends and family screening. Oh, yeah, right, there you go. go. Sorry, go on. There you go. Um, <laughs> and it was uh, it, it was my first time showing my first thing ever to public yeah. ever. And I was like, right. oh, God, because, you know, I didn't want it to suck, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it worked. It worked. We had uh, about 25 to 30 people and they laughed and that was good. But it was, you know, 
I I was throwing, you know, I didn't really throw up, but like I felt like I was going to throw up the whole time. I was terrified. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like it was, it was good, but I was like kind of a mess and celebrating and also a mess because, yeah. you know, industry people are actually much harder on things because then oh. the next time I got to see my movie, this was incredible. It was like a theater of like 500 people. Because it got into the Palm Springs International Short Fest. Okay. And it not only got in there, it was part of the opening night uh, thing because they were doing comedy. Ah. So because I had done a comedy, it was in the block of opening night films. And it had a huge opening night audience and everybody laughed and it was a blast. I mean, that was... At the right times? Yeah. For the most part. (laughs) That's what you hope. Yeah. Which, you know, that's that's always subjective, right? There's one oh, joke in that movie that I had given it to someone, you know, and he's like, oh, no, 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 that's not the joke. It's this thing that made me laugh every time I watched it. And it was weird. Sometimes you laugh at these things that you're like, I oh, know, I don't care if anybody else gets it. That makes me laugh yep. every time. Yep. And he was like, no, 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 the joke is here. He, and you need to add a reaction and then blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I changed it and it never got a laugh. <laughs> but I don't know if it would have gotten a laugh my way. But every time I see that, I go, oh, I wish I wish if it wasn't going to get a laugh, uh-huh. I wish it would have not gotten a laugh on my terms. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. As something I'm really as I'm moving into the next edit of my feature, I'm I'm really yeah. trying to remember that, like, all right, you can service notes, but don't don't service them so much that it takes it away from what you liked and what you thought was oh, working. Yeah. That's that that is a difficult target to hit, but that's I think that's very important to keep top of mind. It's so subjective. I mean, yeah. if you want to I mean, if you if if you want to talk about taking notes, that's obviously the process that happens before you have something finished, but sure. um it's the process. Did you get notes after that screening? The family and friends screening? Yeah. No, or, because that wasn't okay. because it wasn't part of my process like it was locked. Okay. And oh, okay, it, I was going to say, oh, that was it was it was done. Like this is yeah. it. This is what it is. Yeah. Like, there now I have had a couple of different projects, a pilot that I did and then this film I've had and uh I've had a couple of screenings where the intention was now mm-hmm. fill out this form, now let's discuss oh. it. Now what do oh, you wow. think? What could okay. what could we do to make it better? Um those are also terrifying, sometimes really helpful, sometimes not. Yeah. Because people experience things so subjectively and maybe even more than ever because if you think about it you can curate your experience completely you never have to watch something that's even in a genre that you don't want to watch true so to your your taste can be really specific and you can turn something off after two minutes if you don't like it because you didn't pay 16 dollars or whatever movies are now to go sit in a theater, you know, you're not there with a bunch of people unable to leave. So it's really winning people over and, and, and having a community kind of experience, finding the in-between of a community experience, I think is very, (laughs) is a, it's different. Or maybe my movie was really interesting because I, you know, some people loved it, had no notes. Some people really were not on board with the main Mm. character. So it's like, I mean, really polarizing, like, 
I love the beginning. I hate the beginning. Ah, uh, the main character Ooh. is so charming. The acting is incredible. I can't stand it. I don't want to, you know, like, so my job is to sort of think about how I feel about it and see what resonates. Yeah. And then I will go back and try to see if while staying true to my integrity and my vision and what I think is good and funny to see if I can maneuver it, just just finesse it a little bit so I can get a little bit closer. The people who had notes of like, I want this or I want that to see if I can give yeah. that to them while still pleasing myself in the process. Yeah. Well, some of the best I've heard about um, taking notes is don't take the advice, take the notes. Yes. Like, because someone will say like, oh, you need to do the X, Y, and Z. And so, and you're like, your opening is bad because, and this is what you need to do. It's like, okay, I've gotten three different people saying that there's something wrong with the opening. Now it might not be what that guy said or what that lady said or, you know, anything like that, but there's something there that needs to be addressed. So like they're basically you're saying, look at it as a problem area, but don't take it as cut the whole thing. Like, no, there's a problem and you need to figure out what it is. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's the note underneath the note because if the somebody, note the note, when someone, right. someone tries to fix it, right. They're like, well, I think the problem is that, yeah. you know, she's in the apartment the whole time and that's why. Yeah. And you go, well, that's mm-hmm. what the movie is, you know? Yeah. So like, you try to go, you try to listen more and go like, oh, okay, so you, it's the pace or it's the, it's still, you're not emotionally invested. Like I, I that's how I hear those notes. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not, if you're getting antsy or feeling like something is too long, right. I could go in and cut, but that's not really the issue. Because if it's getting antsy, it's probably because you're not getting new information. I haven't raised the stakes or you're just not invested. Right. So it's like those things, if I can get people really hooked. And the thing about this movie, which is interesting, is like she takes such a an emotional journey that like I mean, it's a comedy, too. So I need to make sure people are laughing all the way through and they will forgive (laughs) the whole thing. Like, really, I was like, all right, work on the jokes. Make sure the jokes are like boom, 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 so that they're laughing so that they can get past the fact that she's awkward and struggling and, you know, that she's having a hard time. If I make them laugh. They will, and a lot of the laughs are in a visual VFX and graphics and things that I don't have yet. Uh, so it's inter- it's, a, it's an interesting balance. Like the story and the character all needs to be there, but figuring out how I'm going to win them over and and get them to take that ride with me, to make yeah. it entertaining and draw them in. That's the note. It's not yeah. oh she's in one apartment. I guess, did you travel around with it then? Like, so you went to Palm Springs, like, was there, there, so you actually, like, hit the circuit? Like, so you were there, and do you talk before or after? Yeah. Okay. You talk after almost every film screening. They okay. all, they almost always have the directors and or writers and or cast or whatever come up to talk after a short film screening. Um, so, obviously, obviously, you have no problem speaking in front of crowds. I'm not worried. I would, no. I would not worry about that for you. <laughs> but did you have, like, like basically, like, I'm going to hit these three points every time? Or were you just like, oh, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to see what I think? I tried to be authentic. I mean, I didn't really have points you know, because every moderator would ask different questions. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, it was like a, a full Q and A. Yeah, but oh, okay. I thought they would just be like, like stand up there. Here's a microphone. Talk. No, but no, they actually had like a sit down. 
Okay, I mean, that's that's a lot easier. D- no, we still had to stand because we're just short filmmakers. Oh, that's <laughs> um, right. I mean, they don't, give they don't have that kind of budget for you're a really, short film really festival. Shot at eight minutes. <laughs> exactly. yeah, come on, you get a chair when you do a feature. Um, <laughs> No, but but uh, there's a and a I think the most excruciating part is when nobody has a question for your movie. Oh, yes. You're like, oh, okay. I, 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 have, I have not been in the other I've been the moderator in that situation a, a number of times where like okay, I, so I, I no sit questions. there and I'm, I, I talk to the person and I go like, all right, let's throw out the audience. <laughs> Nothing. No one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's that compelling. It's that good. They're yeah, all like checking their yeah. phones. Um, right. <laughs> so I, no, they're all so engrossed. They just like no, we don't want to. We this is so amazing. We don't want to sully this um, this magical moment with any of our dumb questions. Please just keep talking to us, wise person. <laughs> um. So to answer your question about going yes. around and stuff, the best part about being a filmmaker is that every part is satisfying and achieves some sort of goal, right? Right. Like, it's challenging and fun to write a short film script. It's challenging and fun to figure out, could we produce this? Oh, how much money would we need? Oh, do we know people who can do these jobs? Like, all those questions that you ask. I'm like, um, it's like a... It's like a drug, you know, like <laughs> it's like you yeah. you're like, do I? Oh, I do. And then you get yeses and you get yeses and you just keep looking for that next. Yes. You get all these yeses. It feels great. Right. So then you're, you know, that every step of the process and you get done. And then it's really it's another series of questions, because if you as a new filmmaker, connections are great. I met a guy right. at the Palm Springs Film Fest that on my next film, when I couldn't get production insurance, had production insurance that he let me pay him some money and he umbrellaed my film. Oh, wow. And I met him once at the Palm Springs Film Festival when we just connected huh. in the filmmaker's lounge and was like, let's keep in touch. So it's, you know, you meet people, you make your little list of people you know and what they do. And so that is, that's a really invaluable thing to an indie filmmaker because- all your resources, if it's not, I have a million dollars to make a movie, is who do I know that can help me get, who knows, yeah. I need a last minute editor. I know, I yeah. have 40 filmmakers in my phone now. Like I have, right. I have lists of people, but their jobs and what they do. And they're not my, fr- I don't call them on a regular basis, yeah. but if I need a sound editor or someone I know needs a sound editor, I go to my phone and I have a list of contacts that have either been recommended to me or that I've worked with or met at a film festival. So you get to, yeah. you watch, you scout. You look at people's yeah. work and you put their name yeah. in your phone. You introduce that yourself. Was, that was a nice question. So have you seen something that you like? Because obviously it's a short film, so there's going to be a bunch of them. Yeah. And so you and so you end up seeing a, a ton of short films. Yeah. So have you seen something and gone, I need to meet that lady? Yeah, I absolutely have. Yeah. I actually, there was a DP that I, I had seen a short film that a friend of mine had done. And then I saw one in the in a festival that I was in, and both times my comment my in my head was like, "God, that yeah. cinematography is great," and it was the same <laughs> yeah. guy. Ah. And so I, you know, went up and got his card. He didn't know me from Adam, and I was like, "I, yeah. I want to work with you someday. You're really you're naturally talented. <laughs> you're really gifted." Um, yeah, there were definitely events that I went to that I started tracking. It's funny because I was tracking like Rachel Morrison and. And I was tracking um, uh, Reed Murano, and there are all these like female DPs that were sort of like doing littler stuff. And I was like, oh, that one, that one, that one. And then they'd get so big, and you're like, maybe I will work with them later, later. Because <laughs> they would get, you know, giantly successful, and they all, I well, think, sure. became directors in their own right, too. 
Good for yeah. them. Did, but actors, did you ever have a? Did you have a, a an opposite thing where you like you saw like somebody had made some I don't know, rookie mistakes and you felt like you wanted to pull them aside and be like, hey, I mean not yeah. not to be like, uh, you're terrible, go away. But so like, you know, maybe you should try to. That's interesting. Do a little list, a little that. I gotta tell you, anybody who's at a film festival feels like they made something awesome. Like generally people okay. are not looking for advice, but I have had people come up to me specifically about comedy okay. and ask me like, how do you make that funny? How did you make that uh. funny? Like I want to do comedy. And I, I don't remember if I've said this to you before, but for me, like the rule of comedy is you've got to have fun, right? Like it, it, if it feels fun to you, if it makes you laugh at the end of the day, there's one person laughing in the theater, but you know, it that really is kind of it. Like you got to have fun, and it you, you can't. I don't think you can make comedy that pleases everybody. No, I mean comedy is so subjective. It is that it, it's amazing to me that any comedy hits the mainstream. <laughs> well, it's you like, know, because like that, that that everyone like agrees on Austin Powers or Borat or whatever. Like these the movies that that go giant. Yeah. Because the things that, that I love so much are always weird and indie and strange and they make me laugh hysterically and I'll be sitting next to somebody and they'll be like why is that funny? I know well that's the challenge right? The challenge is and that's why I think it's important to take in a lot of feedback even though it's you know it's so different that you go which one's right? You go like I don't know which one is necessarily right but is there an idea I can consider or an improvement I can make that might get the people who didn't laugh to laugh and still keep the people mm. who were laughing like is there a way to make it to really fine tune it so that there are more undeniable things and that's true for when you're writing your scripts you know that I hate that sure. I hate it when they tell you that I really do but it it makes sense it, I, I hate that when they say oh it needs to be undeniable right mm, I, you need right. to give me a script that's so good Sorry, someone. I, you need to give me a script that's so good that I there's no way I could not want to make it. And that's true. But there's also scripts that are that good that someone's like, meh, it's not for me. It just, you know, so it's a little, it's a little tricky. But you should, at least your intention should be, you should feel like it's undeniable. There should be no part of it that makes you go, meh, could have been better. The tricky thing huh. about directing and shorts and things like that is... You know, yeah. there's this joke in Killing Vivian. I cannot believe I messed this up. The joke, <laughs> she's, the joke is that she, you discover that she's blind. You don't know that she's blind until this moment when she goes to reach for a tissue on the, on a coffee table and she can't find the tissue box, right? So the joke is she goes to reach for it and that's the first time you realize, oh my God, she can't see. It's a joke. I, as a brand new director, somehow allowed a giant vase thingy to sit on the coffee table in front of the tissue box. So when she's reaching for it, you can't see it until she's way at the end of the joke. So it killed the joke. Uh. But it's fine. I mean, it's still like the idea still worked. They got eventually that she was blind. But that vase thingy was like it it is no, there's nothing I can go back in and change, right? We shot it, the vase thingy's in the way, that joke's dead. <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it now. But why did I bring that story up? 
<laughs> Why was I um, talking about? Well, oh, I, know, just, I, was, I know I was I was getting ready to make a transition thing too because well because I, there's some things are like you can do your best, but at the end of the day, after you shoot, you're gonna you're gonna blow some things. There's <laughs> gonna right. be things you go. Well, that idea didn't work. Got to lose yeah. it. I went to my the first short film festival I went to was was local. Uh, so it was obviously, you know, talented amateurs, but like I had ever seen a bunch of short films together. And so I didn't really know what to expect. And because there wasn't really a theme, it was all over the map. So like you're going from, from drama to sci-fi to zombies to comedy. I mean, like it was everything was back and forth. And so it was just like, oh, bravo. But basically like, oh, because you're in the room with the people who made it. Like, you know, I, I, I was new, so I don't know anybody. And one came up, and I won't, I won't call it out by name, but a short film came up, and I watched it, and honestly, I couldn't tell whether it was supposed to be serious or funny. Uh-huh. And so I was having the most difficult time figuring out how to react because there's, you know, there's, there's, I don't know, maybe 300, 400 people in the room. And I'm like, I don't know whether I'm supposed to laugh. Like, because I mean, something happened and it was so overdramatic yeah. and it was, you know, they're, they're fighting aliens or something. And it was like, I'm like, I can't tell if this is supposed to be like a satire or just like they were really earnest about, no, these are aliens and you have to, they, these guys are going to, they have to kill them. Right. And I'm like, it was like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I don't. And it's still, I still to this day, I don't know what the intention was supposed to be. Did the so filmmaker like, say? No. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is they just went up and they just like, oh, thanks. Oh, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. And they sat back down. It was like, but, but, <laughs> what, but what, what was it? Well, if nobody was laughing, maybe. Well, I think everyone's having that same kind of reaction of like, you don't want to be rude. Right. Like if someone's doing like a serious, like, you know, having a serious thing of like, like my father, he was when he was on his deathbed, you know, and like, ah, you know. <laughs> But at the same time, like you, you want to, as a filmmaker, you want them to have the reaction that you intended. But yes, you don't want to have the opposite one because then you know, like, oh, I've 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 steered too far. Now we've crossed over. It was one of the strangest experiences of my life. Now, there's also been plenty of things where you're like, oh my god, <laughs> how how did. Is this the, like, if there's a, again, there's a movie that you're like, oh, God, I didn't, that's a terrible short, but it's in the same right. block as your film. So, <laughs> right. you know, I, it, there's no accounting, like, you know, festival programmers pick the best films. Sure. And, they, and, 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 and then stuff gets left on the, on the cutting room floor. So it was probably worse than whatever it was. And they love it. There, but, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and obviously, like you say, everything's subjective, so you don't know what you don't like. But then, yeah, you also have to go, is that what's good? Like, Of course. <laughs> like, is that the standard by the, like, okay. And some okay. some might, I mean, especially at short festivals, I mean, some might feel amateurish, but you can look over amateurish. Well, sure. You really can. Right. That's the thing about. I mean, you can't really blame somebody for their budget. No. You know, like. Like, they're wearing their clothes. You're shooting in your apartment. That's what you had. And there's some things that are really charming, like, that are not, like, you know, if the story is good or there's just, sometimes it's just like, there's just a charm. Like, um, I think when Napoleon Dynamite came out, Mm. like, there was something about that movie that felt a little bit, the way the actors were doing it, it didn't, they were doing this weird style of non-acting, kind of. Yeah. Like, just kind of doing these characters. It was such a... An interesting, like, it had an amateurish feel to it, but not 
uh, I'm, that's I don't even know if that's right. Yeah, but it, it was felt handmade. Yeah, it did. It felt like low budgy and like kind of a bunch of yeah. friends goofing off. But it was fantastic. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. Like the set design that movie is bonkers. But everyone is a little bit like they have that Wes Anderson-y like sort of stilted way of talking or, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a it's a real that if 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 an amateur short film came in that did that you would go well are they doing it intentionally to have that sort of stilted way of talking or yeah. or is that just because that person is not a real actor you know it's interesting right it could right yeah <laughs> amateur or mumblecore we never know uh, there there was a guy you know there's a i used a, to- a, n- a normal guy in my movie like he just you know he was not an actor and you know it was everything from someone on set going, ooh, is that going to be okay? To the editor going, he's the best thing in the film, right? Like, because <laughs> he loves that he's not an actor, that he puts nothing on it, right? So yeah. that's a taste thing as well. How do you know when it's time in circulation is done? Oh, in film festivals? Yeah. Like, you, you're out, you're, you're promoting, you're going, you're, you're doing Q&As. How do you know when, like... Yeah, you know what? I think that's we we we've done the circuit. I think we're, I think it's time to retire this. It's also time and budget, okay. right? It's expensive right. to print flyers. It's a it's an expense of your time and energy. Like you have to decide: is it more important to me that I get the word out and let everybody know about my film yeah. and get everybody to go see my film, or is it more important to me to hang out in the filmmakers' lounge and meet people who are going to help me get production insurance down the line? Right, because there is that. Like for me, you know, I thought about what my goals were, right? Meeting people is definitely a goal. Um, Having the short film as a calling card is done. So really, I just need to try to get it into bigger festivals, Uh, bigger festivals that might mean something. There was like you go for the bigger festivals that if you get that somebody, you know, it might help your career in a a way might. Right. If you get a film into Sundance or Tribeca or TIFF or, you know. All those festivals have a certain cachet, South by, right? There's these festivals that if your film gets in there, it might make a difference um, in career-wise. And the smaller festivals don't necessarily do that as much, although my films went to Palm Springs and they got distribution on the Shorts HD network, which is like the only place you can (laughs) get distributed. Um, Right. But like, so that was helpful. But really, once at the bigger, if it's not the bigger festivals, then it's about meeting people and mm-hmm. it's about um it's and it's about gathering the information and meeting people so like i wanted to go to tucson for not in not tucson but like i wanted to go to um where oh portland right my film got oh, into yeah. portland and mm-hmm. i was like never been to portland right. and i wanted to go check out that town and i wanted to meet other filmmakers there and yeah. so that was a great excuse for me to go to portland i wanted to go to nashville <laughs> And check out that film festival. You know, it's good to get a sense of what the festivals are like. And it's always good to go because, you know, like I went to a little festival in New Jersey, gave me a good excuse to go to New York and I won a couple of awards. That's great. You know, so, you know, but I had the budget and I had the time. Um, A lot of the times when you get into some of the like Palm Springs is a great mid-level festival that a lot of programmers will go to see. So they know that you got into Palm Springs. So like the guy from Cleveland comes to Palm Springs, oh, right? Okay. The guy yeah, from they're, they're scouting. The guy from yeah, the guy from um, Hang On to Your Shorts or whatever the New Jersey Film Festival. I didn't seek it out. They said, "Do you want to submit your film?" 
So sometimes people reach out to you because you've been in other festivals. Sometimes you hear about things through uh, organizations like a women in film or, you know, like there, if I hear about a festival through a connection, I'll usually submit if, if, if there's a connection there, um, just because I want to nurture that connection and make a relationship. But really it's, um, just having your movie screened all over the country is expensive and a waste of your time because, (laughs) because you should be working on your next movie and promoting your short to what end, right? Yeah. If you're trying to get seen by industry people, only the big festivals matter. Or, by the way, you should just be sending the link to industry people. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I suppose. If you want to see your film in, as, in front of as many audiences as possible, yeah. then then you want to sh- hit every festival in the country. But if, huh. you, if you just want to meet other filmmakers, then you probably want to go to the mid to small festivals in hubs that have a real artistic community, right? Austin, Nashville, Atlanta, you know, there's, there's these cities that have a real Albuquerque, right? There's a lot of filmmakers in those areas. Dallas is pretty good. Like, you know, you want to sort of weigh out what kind of stuff is at this festival? Is it the right fit for me? And will I meet people? Will it be worth it to me? So at what point did you then realize like, oh, this is this is what I do. This is who I am. I mean, was it was it shooting the short film where you're like, oh, I'm a director or I mean, like that, like this is my thing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Or was it like during the circuit where you're like, like, oh, I'm among the people who are doing the things that I want to be doing, too. Like, do you ever, do you remember there was a specific moment? I think there were two. <laughs> OK. Because because I was I think it was after I did when I was storyboarding, there were a few moments that stick out to me when I was doing my first film, when I was storyboarding and I was like, oh, that's right. I see this movie when I was writing this movie. I was storyboarding it like I see it in my head and it's fun for me to come up with shots, ways to tell that story. And I love camera tricks like the I had to have a a car accident. Right. I had to imply Mm. that there's this big car wreck, but I didn't have any money for that. So I loved because it's a comedy figuring out a way to cheat a car accident without having to have all that. That, Like without saying the camera on the ground, having a hubcap roll by. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite, favorite shots. And it was a very specific shot that I imagined. And that's when you go, oh, I'm a filmmaker. That's a cool shot, right? And, and you know, when we were riffing at the table reading, like, playing around with the actors trying to come up with better ideas. And I was scared because I was like, who am I? I'm not a director. But yeah. doing those things, actually doing it made me go, well, no, I am a director. Um, I, I am. I know how to do this. And and the more that I've learned each step, but I got to tell you, the second time when I really got it was no kidding, like a month ago. <laughs> because, and I'll tell you why, I'm, or maybe on the set of my movie, like when I was on my set doing the feature. Yeah. And it was like towards the end, I was like, I did it. I really did it. Huh. Like, this is a big, real thing. This was a huge job. And this is like not me hanging out on the weekends. You know, this was like a big, big thing. And it was an enormous process. And the fact that I got through it, not only got through it, but like I did really well and I loved every second of it. (laughs) 
that was when I was like, oh, this is now, now I really feel like a director. Even though I had been directing little things all along, yeah. I knew I could do it, but there's such a learning curve. And that learning curve can really screw you mentally. It can make you think you don't know what you're doing. In the same way that you get in the middle of writing a script and you get lost and you're like, I'm not a writer. It's like, no, you are a writer. Writers feel lost. That's part of being a writer, right? right? Yeah. So for me now, I go, no, 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 no. I've been a director this whole time. It's just that sometimes <laughs> it gets hard and you go, oh, yeah. my God, I don't know what I'm doing. You're like, no, you, you do. You're, you're problem solving. And sometimes you don't know what you're doing. Because in that moment, you haven't decided it yet, but then yeah. you solve that problem, you move on, and you know what you're doing again. It's like, it's, it's really a practice. It's like being a pianist. It's like, it's a craft that you work at yeah. by doing it or studying it. If you can't do it by getting your hands on a camera and getting actors and a script and a crew and doing the whole thing, then you go to Masterclass and you watch Ron Howard's thing or you go to Sundance <laughs> yeah. and you do those collab things. Like yeah. you you study it and you you study it and think like a filmmaker. Huh. So you went from I I can do this to oh I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah, I would say yes. I I felt like I was supposed to be doing it fairly early on. And then the truth was I hit a lot of bumps, you know, like I hit a lot of like, sure. oh, I'm like, yeah, I've thought, oh, I, I, why am I not getting an episode of television? You know, like, or, <laughs> or things like that, right? There were things that you yeah. go like, oh, that, like I won a new filmmaker's, the best new filmmaker, which was a big nice. deal. I mean, it was this thing at yeah. downtown LA and all these, I didn't even know what it was. I, I didn't think I was going to win at all, but they came up and they were shaking my hand and people were like, there's your money for your feature and all that. And then mm -hmm. like, you know. Six years later, <laughs> you know, <laughs> still waiting. Right. Like, it was the any day now. <laughs> yeah. So it was this thing where I because I wasn't sure how it should look. I kept questioning and I'd taken so many career paths. I was like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. Is this what I'm supposed to do? What if I don't know? I just doubted myself, to be honest. And I think huh. that finally, finally, after this movie, now I understand that that's also part of the process. And the fact yeah. is this is what I do. I'm never going to stop doing this because I love it. I love yeah. it. You know, it's really, really fun for me. And so now at this point, it's like, you know, the real goal is, is like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get to keep doing this because I started eight years ago and I still get, got to keep doing it. It's just a matter of stopping the, like, every time you hit a, a writer's block or director's block or it's yeah. not as easy as you thought it was going to be. You can't keep going, oh, maybe I don't know what I'm it's doing. Over. Right. It's done. It's yeah. like, no, you, that's, you, life is not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> yes. It's just not, not even for the people, not even like Rob Reiner doesn't know what he's doing all the time. Right. Yeah. You have to just keep remembering that. And I'm not saying like go out not knowing anything and be like, I'm awesome. Like learn, <laughs> you know, you still want to learn, but it's that for me, I, that was my biggest obstacles. Like that freak out of making a mistake and thinking I'm a fraud. When like, you're not a fraud, <laughs> you, you have an obstacle here. Yeah. You've been encountered with a situation that you haven't had to deal with before, or you have, and you didn't know how to solve it last time either. And now you go, Okay. You know, there's things that are in your control that you go, oh, I know how to fix this. There's things that are out of your control that you go, well, this is a ride we're going to take. And I'm going to do my best. And that's what being a director is. Well, 
So, so you have you've you've completed your first short film. It's, it's done. It's it's made the circuits, won the awards, everything too. So, the next thing. So, yeah. is that something that because of that came to you? Like, oh, you could do a thing, do a thing for us, or was it like? Start from zero. I'm gonna. I have to. I have to make something of my own again. You know, um, I was. I was always getting. I'm. Try, I don't remember when it started that I got asked to do other people's stuff. Yeah, that's. What I was wondering, like how that how that shift happened. I mean, I had two small children, like babies, um, and I was relentless. I, meaning, who? So no one was gonna hire me because I had babies. <laughs> And I, sure. but I could not Hollywood. stop. Yeah, but I couldn't stop making. Like I, it was something that I needed to do. So I made another movie like the next year, I think, just because sure. I had an idea and I loved the idea. And it's always good to be making work. Like in my opinion, that's the best thing you can do. If you have that. Yeah, my, my friend uh, Lori, who's a novelist, always says work begets work. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she's, you know, we're, she's always a big fan of like, don't sit idle. Like, even if it's something that you think it's never going to go anywhere, keep working because a lot of times the next thing will come along and like take you away from the thing that you're, you're working on that you're not excited about. It's true. It really is like, it, it, it keeps you fresh. It keeps you like, I, I think I mentioned this. I, I did a short film in October of 2020 because I hadn't done wow. one in a while. And because I, there was talk about maybe the feature is going to go, and I thought, well, you know, I haven't been on set. I got to get back on a set. So I made a short yeah. film because I was like, I mean, I, I was going to shoot something. It was either going to be like a scene from one of my movies, one of my features, right. or a whole new short. And I, I did it really because I was compelled. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies I've ever done. But I did it because I was like, I need to get back on set. I need this. This process is the thing that, you know, like keeps your muscles facile. And 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 also it's you learn every time that the the way to get down that whole like I'm a fraud feeling and I don't know what Mm. I'm doing is whenever you hit an obstacle, if you've encountered more and more obstacles, if you've tried and failed and tried and failed and done and done and done, the likelihood that you're not going to know what to do or you haven't seen this before goes like way down. Mm. So yeah, it's true. It's kind of cheating to just be like, I don't know, I just want to mess up a gazillion times before anybody w- is watching me or it matters. Yeah. It's so that then when I'm on set, I can go, oh, we did the, I know how to solve this. We, we, I had this before, you know, it's, it's that practice for me and not everybody's like this. Some people are like, right. don't do it unless it's your highest vision and you're all in. I was like, nope, yeah. I'll go shoot your teaser trailer, even if the script isn't ready because you are going to do yeah. it anyway and i'd love to practice and let's see if we can raise this up you know oh i'm a, I'm a huge believer in learn by doing yeah like i mean like you can you can study you can watch you can take notes you can listen to commentaries all you want but like until you actually sit down and try and make the thing it's amazing how much you'll learn just by getting your hands dirty if it's cutting film if it's recording something if it's editing whatever it is yep. like just make the thing if, even if it's terrible, you will not believe how much you'll learn from that as opposed to just like watching a documentary about how to do the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I did another short film. And then after I had a couple movies that got 
like I said, they started to win awards. I got into the... So I submitted my film to the Sony Pictures Directing Fellowship. Oh, okay. um, and I got in. And that's where we're going to stop the conversation for today. If you'd like to hear more of Mandy's voice, she's got her very own podcast. It's called The Mand Cave, hosting collaboration with her friend Mandy Kaplan. You'll find it wherever the finest podcasts are found. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the next chapter in the Curiosity Codex, but there are still many pages left to decipher. We're part of the True Story FM family of podcasts. Find out more about us at truestory.fm. Our theme music is Intrusion by Severed Personality, a.k.a. Kevin McLeod. The voice of the Codex is Vicki Hall. Find her on the web at vickihall.squarespace.com. And my name is Kyle Olson. The Codex is closed for now. <laughs>